Avengers, assemble. In the wake of Endgame, some were lost, others regained. They're good. What happens next? Stay tuned, true believers, as we try to find out. Peter Melnick, graphic designer, comic book enthusiast, and podcast pontificator, and I'm Eddie Wilson, upstate New York radio announcer in the Sullivan Catskills, with an inordinate amount of catching up in his own comic book universe. Ready? It's time for a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome, everyone, to another Cosplay Connection. It's Eddie Wilson reaching back down to the state of Florida. A very wonderful person we met in December of 2019 before all of what we're involved in now started. Her name is Stephanie. Stephanie May for formal, I guess, right? Whichever you prefer. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Eddie. It's great that we uh, could get to do this, obviously. And the way it came about, and Facebook is such a great thing for this, or Instagram maybe in this case, but down in Florida also, Novacore Cosplay, who does a great old man Logan as well, happened to post a picture of, I think, the two of you together. You were in a uh, holiday Red Sonia, and that's where it started. We connected, and I said, hey, going to be down for a few days around Christmas time, and a thank you to CJ's Comics and Toys in Oakland Park for facilitating our meeting and getting to do some Wonder Woman pictures. It was a lot of fun. And for impromptu, like, met, and within a week's time, we're doing this shoot late at night, right before Christmas Eve, and so it was a great start. It was, except for the broken foot. <laughs> but let's make the disclaimer. It happened before we met, and it wasn't my fault or anything like that, I swear. But, <laughs> yeah, let me... but I definitely remember we planned on doing more, and my foot just kind of was like, no more, too much pain. A late, we uh, got some great shots. You know what? We did. And since then, the phone got upgraded, so, and that's how I work. And it's a great hobby that I like to do. And again, I appreciate the time you took to do that. Which uh, Let's clarify which Wonder Woman you were for that shoot. That was, I guess it was sort of what, uh, New 52 style. Right. And we were lucky enough to have, of course, a figure of that and some comics of Wonder Woman. So that kind of put a little spin on it. And I think it's kind of a cool setting to have the cosplayer in the comic book store. And, of course, some local uh, nearby decorations as well. A nice, really tall tree. Speaking of tall, can I start with your height, please? (laughs) Sure. I'm six foot tall, barefoot. Barefoot, standing there, nothing but your bare naked feet, six foot. And then when you get into the heels of the Wonder Woman boots, I guess that puts another, I don't know. It depends on the boot. (laughs) That's what I always say. (laughs) Well, how did this all start for you, getting into the cosplay thing? Were you growing up reading comics? Somebody influenced you with them? or? Well, I mean, I've always sort of been into fantasy. And I would say as far as growing up on it, my dad was very into sci-fi and fantasy stuff. And I remember seeing Superman. As a kid, the original one, and he actually has a lot of features that Christopher Reeve had as far as blue eyes, with dark curly hair, he had very broad shoulders, he used to be very thin, and he wore glasses. So I always thought that he looked like Clark Kent, and because he's my dad, he was my Superman. Yeah, so I kind of got into, I guess, comics that way originally, and but I've always really kind of liked a world that's just not our own. We have enough drama in our own world, so it's kind of fun to be in a fantasy world and suspend reality for a while. But as far as cosplay is concerned, I mean, I always loved Halloween and I always loved dressing up for things, but I really didn't get into it until about two and a half years ago. And my first time dressing up for cosplay was really Supercon of 2018. And that came about because, actually, because I did something kind of political. <laughs> oh. so, well, where? let's back up for a couple of things. Supercon is where? Where is that located? It's in Miami, although in 2018 it was in Fort Lauderdale because the Miami Convention Center was, or Miami Beach Convention Center was under construction. 
Gotcha. And before we drift too far away, you said your dad was into sci-fi and fantasy. Any memories of in that area, what he was into? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely remember waking up as a little girl in the middle of the night because he was a doctor, so he wasn't around all that often during the day. And sometimes I would just catch him at night and I'd wake up and I'd go to watch (laughs) Doctor Who with him. And the original Star Trek, and he used, by the way, the Doctor he used to terrify me, <laughs> but I would watch it anyway because I was with my dad and we didn't get much time to spend together. So we would watch that and Star Trek and definitely the Star Wars movies and the Star Trek movies. I remember those. But oh, And he loved also like Greatest American Hero, so he was always kind of into that. And he used to collect comics when he was a kid. Did he let you read or do you remember reading any of them? He got rid of all of them before he had us. Me and my brother. Well, you should remember this. I have a Star Trek memory from the original series. My mom was a Star Trek watcher, fan, and also sci-fi movies. The 1954 movie, Them, the big giant radioactive ants. That's what comes to mind there. With Star Trek, I really didn't watch very much. I was more into the movies later as I kind of became aware. But I do remember, and maybe you do too, at the end of every Star Trek episode, and in black and white, would be the big close-up picture of that alien with the big eyes and the big head. Does that that I do not remember. It just struck out in my mind like that, you know, with the credits in front of it, of course, the last ending credits, but that was the last shot as they finished up each Star Trek episode. Okay, well, yeah, I, that was my share. I can't share. say I recall that. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got their own memories of that and, of course, other stuff. So cosplay started for you about two and a half years ago. You just found yourself drifting straight away to Wonder Woman? I had done an event called Wonder Woman Rise that was addressing kind of sexual assault and harassment. And I called it that because I felt that we all could embrace our inner Wonder Woman mm-hmm. because she had the sisterhood. Although this wasn't just for women, this was for men too. And she had this, com- so there was that camaraderie, but she has this inner strength all the time regardless. But she also has compassion. And I think of all the things that she represents, and I felt that was a really good image that people, when they go through these types of things, could look towards for some type of strength and to realize that you're not alone in these situations, that you do have a community and there is camaraderie in it. You just have to know kind of what to do and and where to go. And so the event was really addressed towards that. And I had ordered a costume, like a (laughs) custom-made, I guess, Justice League-style costume, Mm -hmm. and it didn't come on time. It swore up and down, it would come, it would come, it would come. It didn't come, so I ended up renting a costume <laughs> the day before. When it finally came, it was right before Supercon. So I was like, well, I'm gonna, I may have it, and I was thinking I'd wear it anyway to Supercon, and I just, the reaction was very awesome. I mean, the kids were amazing. I was interviewed that day on the news, and I had a couple people who cosplay around the country actually came and they approached me, and they're like, have you ever considered doing this? Because you're, like, actually Wonder Woman. You're six foot tall in this big Amazon. So I wasn't sold on it, but I decided to go to another con, and it was, that was uh, Tampa Bay Comic Con just a couple months later, and that was insane. That one I literally couldn't move, and as soon as one person would start taking pictures, it was just I couldn't move for like an hour. And I just I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the interactions with the kids, and then the stories that the parents would tell me later on was just so touching. So I kind of decided to keep doing it. I was mainly just doing Wonder Woman, then I finally decided to branch out. And there was a whole bunch of other Wonder Woman that I still want to do. I want to do some of the darker ones, like Blackest Night, and I do want to do Witching Hour Wonder Woman. I really enjoy the different styles of costume that she's had over the years, and I really I wanted to keep doing that. Well, I know you do have several of the versions in your, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say arsenal now, but <laughs> there were at least, I think, three when we were first getting together for this last December. You said, well, which one do you want? I'm like, uh, what do you have? The very first one was the, uh, and I still have it, is oh. the Justice League style. And then I got the Linda Carter one, and then I like the New 52. 
I like that one particularly that I wore because it's leather and it's just a gorgeous piece. The bust part, corset part, I don't know what you want to call it. And it's very durable. <laughs> and I decided that I don't really particularly care for foam because it doesn't breathe very well. <laughs> yep. And believe it or not, heavy leather seems to still breathe better than foam. So, <laughs> All right, make a note. That's good to know because I wasn't sure if what the leather, what the restrictions would have been uh, keeping yourself hydrated and cool. Yeah, the foam is a million times worse. I don't know how people wear these really big, large things because I just basically have, you know, the arm, the leg, and then the chest piece, but... Ooh, I lose a lot of water weight when I wear that. <laughs> I can imagine. I can only imagine. But with respect to that and the crafting and the costuming, you're somewhat crafty as well. Where did that part come into it for you? Uh, well, my first, I guess, partial build was to add or, or change the original Wonder Woman. Is I, I didn't like the skirt that came with it. It really was a little bit too short for my height, and I would stick out funny, so I decided to start figuring out how to sew leather. Because apparently, if I'm going to figure out how to sew, i got to start with the hardest thing. <laughs> so I decided to start sewing leather. Then I went on to create an original kind of Wonder Woman concept, and that's my Winter Wonderland, where she it was for Holiday Matsuri down in Orlando. It's a holiday-themed con, and I kind of took the Justice League-type style, but I changed the coloring, and I added in some lights so I could like light up the gauntlet on demand. And that was a lot of fun. A very complicated build, only because of the symmetry has to be dead on, or you notice it right away, and it looks kind of weird. <laughs> and then I went on into trying chain mail and scale mail, and yeah. That's just some awesome, I got to say, winter Wonder Woman costume. And if I'm not mistaken, the lighting is, is it like a electric blue sort of? Yes. And just a totally different version. It makes you look twice. Colored contacts as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they were that ice blue. Yes, just outstanding. So you kind of recognize you as the viewing public, recognize who that character is, but it's, wait, it's different somehow. What the, you know, so that makes it unique and original without too, uh, straying too far from, you know, the original source material, if you will. And like you said at the beginning, first con, swamped, mobbed, Tampa, not being able to move. And what a great start and what a, an adrenalizer for you, right? I mean, it was great. And like I said, the kids and the stories of the parents, I mean, I had many parents afterwards tell me, you know, my daughter, she's like, in our household now, you're known as the real Wonder Woman. Because they'll go up to her and they're like, oh my God, she's real. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just incredible to me. And just the way that they light up, that they responded was just amazing. I don't really have, you don't have that with any of the other characters that I've cosplayed, but they respond so strongly to Wonder Woman. And it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. There are characters who are getting more recognizable and familiar, but Wonder Woman is like a slam dunk given, yes, definitely, you know who that is, and you respond to it accordingly. And I'm sure it does your heart good. I've seen pictures you posted, and you said something like, this is what makes it worth it, you know, squatting down to take a picture with a six-year-old girl, that kind of thing, and I'm sure it melts your heart somewhat, too. It does. Actually, I didn't even, I mean, it was amazing the first time it happened, but a friend that I went with to the very first con, he took some candid pictures, and one of which is just some pictures of me interacting with one of the little girls, and it's just, it melted me right away. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's just so cute, just the way she's looking at me and the way that we're just interacting is just so adorable. That's excellent. Where else have you gone with shows? What other cons have you attended? Uh, Megacon, and I just haven't really been to that many. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I also went to what used to be Gamer Comic Expo, and... Remember, I haven't been doing this all that, that long, and then COVID hit. Yeah. So, I mean, I was doing it for only about a year and a half. Spooky Empire, that one was a lot of fun. 
And because Florida has so many cons and it's so big, you can do cons every single month down here and not even have to leave the state. Just check your wallet to make sure you have enough to go around. (laughs) I would think. What other characters did you branch out into? Let's try and touch on some of those and maybe how they came to be, putting them together if you had to or whatever. Sure. I think my other big one now would be the one that you mentioned, which is my Red Sonia. I started out doing that one in regular chain mail versus scale mail. It took me forever to get the dimensions right because I'm so tall that I wanted to make sure that the angles looked correct and, I guess, triangular in a way that wasn't just a normal triangle because I am so tall. It had to be long enough. That one was pretty awesome. I was so nervous wearing that the first time. That was Super Big Comic Con last year. And then I have a Shira from the 80s. I have a Vampirella. I was thinking that was the Spooky Empire one. I did. That was the <laughs> debut. Was, what's that? That was, I guess, the debut of Vampirella at Spooky Empire. Yes, it's the only time I've had a chance to wear it. I also did Celine from Underworld there, and that was fun. I've done kind of my own version of a Nightwing at Holiday Matsuri, where I did some scale mail actually for all the blue accents on the outfits, and that's where I also did my Holiday Red Sonia, where I did the scale mail for that, and that was kind of fun because I got to experiment. I kind of enjoy the Holiday Matsuri only because you get to kind of play around with the characters to create a completely different look, but at the same time is recognizable, as you said. So it's kind of like this candy cane scale mail, and then I put like holly around my arms and <laughs> versus the chain mail or whatever armband she may have, and it was a lot of fun. And that, again, instantly recognizable, but attention-getting in more than one manner, of course. Um, <laughs> That's true. Why were you, you said when you did your Red Sonia, why were you so nervous about it the first time? Um, because it was really exposed. I wasn't sure how people would respond to the character, because I hadn't ever actually seen a Red Sonia at a con yet. Not that I'd been to a ton, but I felt at that point I'd been to quite a few, and I'd never seen one. And I wasn't even so sure people would know who it was, but people instantly, as soon as we walked in, kind of tapped from the bar, and the bartender right away was like, oh my God, best Red Sonia I've seen today. And I was like, today? Have you seen other ones? He's like, okay, let me rephrase that. Since I've been doing these, and I've been doing these for several years now, the best run that I've seen. And I was like, Awesome. And then I felt much better. The fact that it was instantly recognized by the first person I talked to, even if he just worked there, made me feel much better about the outfit. That's great. How did you find out about the character Red Sonia? Do you recall? Well, I mean, I had seen the movie and Conan. A friend of mine had said, because I was like, I want to find some other strong women, female characters. And so he mentioned her and I started looking into it. I was like, I'm totally going to do this one. And now I have a cover. (laughs) So that's really cool, too. And that's what we should have mentioned right at the top, because coming out November 4th, Dynamite Comic Books, Red Sonia, number 21. There she is, Stephanie May, the Amazon cosplayer on the cover. How did that come to happen? When I had done it the very first time, wore in the Red Sonia outfit. So it's kind of interesting. The very first time I wore it, a friend of mine, she goes by Extreme Ghost on Instagram, he had taken some pictures, and I was completely nervous, but... He is an amazing artist and editor, and he went ahead and he edited his background. And on Instagram, they have a Red Sonia page, and they instantly recognized it and wanted to use that picture. But that picture, I guess, his background, he, it wasn't all original, so we couldn't use it because he couldn't get the licensing to do that. So then I kind of was like, all right, whatever. And I just kind of went about doing my own stuff. And then Nathan Zerday, who's an amazing and phenomenal artist, went ahead and contacted me because I met him at Tampa Bay Comic-Con last year when I was Red Sonia. And he thought that I would be great as far as modeling for the body features because of my height. 
being so tall, you have different types of proportions than if you were smaller. And so versus just elongating them, he would love to have fit. And he'd be the one me to have, like, have some pictures taken so he could use that for his sketches. And he had sent some sketches to me. And I had a friend of mine at the time take the pictures, which ended up being not at all what he had sketched. And I don't know what my friend was thinking when he was posing me. My foot was still broken, so I was kind of doing the best I could. But that picture that ended up being on the cover is one of those pictures that I took for Nathan for him to use for body proportions. Then my friend Extreme Ghost just ended up doing a background for it. And there we and are. And then what happened was Dynamite Comics actually reached out to me, and I think it was because of my Vampirella asking if I had any pictures, like high-resolution pictures that could go on a cover. But my Vampirella were all really low-resolution, so we sent them a picture that my friend Extreme Ghost edited, and they loved it, and they were like, all right, you're going to be in this issue. <laughs> and I was like, yay! <laughs> so I think it's really cool. Absolutely. This, uh, this short period of time, let's say, into doing the cosplay thing and maybe not even thinking about being on the cover of a comic book? I mean, what? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And it's out I again. I feel very lucky. <laughs> yeah, no no question. And you do it because you have a desire and a satisfaction you get out of it. All the credit to you for doing what you're doing and getting involved in the crafting part of it as much as you can. I'm still learning, but the stuff that I do, I very that I specifically put out, I'm very particular about and it has to be perfect. <laughs> and me being six foot, I can't just buy regular stuff from the store either and have it fit correctly. Can we go to other characters you've done, posted, and others you want to be working on? Well, I've also done Morticia Adams. I also did Poison Ivy, and I have another couple of versions of Poison Ivy that I'm planning on. They're done. I just have to take pictures mm. <laughs> of them. And I also did Zoya the Destroyer from Glow, and she was probably my favorite. Villains are way more fun to cosplay only because of the way you get to interact with people is a completely different thing, because then you're really like the character, but kind of fun and playful. And Zoya, when I was her, she breaks her foot or has her foot broken in the show. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but when my foot was broken, I was like, I'm genius. Now I can be a character that has a broken foot in it. So I was kind of rolling around because I had a knee scooter, but I was throwing all the attitude and I was the whole time trying my best to speak with a Russian accent. And just, you Americans, you're so weak, you're cosplay. <laughs> just be like, us Russians, we do things 100%. With character break leg, we break leg. And it was just fun kind of throwing shade like that. And you know, having your shoulders back, kind of looking down my nose at people while I'm doing it. And me being so tall, it's not like I have to... <laughs> Not a long, not a stretch. stretch. Yeah, right, exactly. And going back, you started to mention, I might have stepped on you there, that uh, with Vampirella, you went to that one with uh, with the broken foot. I did. I thank goodness for my knee scooter that I had. I think they haven't had a designated spot for, for characters. And with yours... Oh, there was a blockbuster, Ghostbusters thing that was going on that I sat on that, that throne. That's it. There was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the Empire. That was the one thing I was really, that was one con I was seriously looking forward to this year because it was also going to be followed on Halloween, especially this year with it being on Halloween and being on a Saturday with the full moon, a uh, blue moon, no yep. less. And then also with the time change, I was like, it's the trifecta. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that the last social thing that I actually did was at a Ren Fest. So at least I got to dress up and I was a pirate. And then the weekend before that, I had gone as a, it was a hero's villain theme the weekend before, and I got to go as Wonder Woman with the leather. Excellent. Okay. Other characters I think I've seen, uh, maybe it's mostly put together, or it is, and ready to go for when the occasion arises. Cruella DeVille. Oh, yeah. That was kind of a fun thing that I just I threw together. I got a new wig. 
for Cruella, but I basically had the outfit. I also have, I have a couple versions of the Santana ready to go. Like I said, Poison Ivy, I have Dark Captain Marvel pretty much ready to go. Classic Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. So I have quite a few things that I, I'm pretty much ready to go on. Now, when you say, but, uh, first of all, the Zatanna, and I'm not sure if I saw the picture of that unless I'm getting that mixed up with the uh, Black Canary. I got Black Canary, too. No, I, I have a completely different thing for her. Okay. Cause, for Zatanna. Yeah. yeah. I, once I see fishnets, I just get lost. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need to have social distancing changed so that I can have photos done again. You can do a great selfie because you got the stretch for it. You got the reach. <laughs> Yeah, you know what, I actually, and I do have a ring now, so I can actually use a Bluetooth and take some pictures with some some better lighting. So I just got that. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to try and do some Poison Ivy stuff this weekend if it doesn't rain too much as well. Oh, and I also fiddled around a little bit with the cat suit that I have, because I also have, by the way, Black Cat ready, and I also have Catwoman. And when I was in the cat suit just testing things out, I did kind of a uh, an Eon Flux type pose where I'm low on the ground from the movie when she's walking through the, when she's like crawling through the grass. Okay, I can picture that, sure. Yeah. That is expanding and trying things out, experimenting. If you want to post it to get the reach, if it doesn't look good, then you don't use it. Yeah. And I'm also really looking forward to doing a lady death. So I have a couple different versions that I'm going to be bringing out, and that's exciting because nobody really does her. And probably do uh, She-Hulk at some moment, too. Now, that's a commitment. You want to get all green? Yeah, that's, that's a commitment. There's also, I mean, not that, not that all white isn't a commitment either, <laughs> but they have those body suits now, like the Zentai suits that you can paint so that you don't have to do the entire body green if you choose not to. Okay, that's good. Very good. Cuts down on the time, I think, too. Yes, but I'm going to have a poison ivy that I want to do that I'm going to be all green in, too. Multiple uses of the green. That's good. That's economical, perhaps. <laughs> But maybe in your area you don't have too much uh, Lady Death. I've only seen a couple in my experiences going to shows or whatever. There's not that many. Uh, I have a friend, Jesse, who's a body painter, and he always wanted to do a body paint of a specific version where she actually has tattoos on her as well, and she's got a red, I guess, bikini style versus the black. I was was supposed to do that for Supercon this year, but that didn't happen. But I also have another Lady Death that I'm working on as well that's a little bit more traditional. Well, then, And, of course, Zena. I'll be doing a Zena, too. Very good. I don't know how many Xenas there are out there, actually. So, yeah, definitely. And you know, you know who I know then, who was on an episode of Cosplay Connection 2, Jesse Malero. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Unreal. Any body paint stuff I've seen and the, all the other stuff. Unreal. Yeah, he's amazing. I want to touch back to a character you mentioned before I really ever heard of it, because Lord knows I have so much to catch up on, and that's the dark Captain Marvel. And I said, whoa, who's that? What's that about? And that's essentially, it looks like a bodysuit couple other accessories, I believe, and then depending on uh, how you want to do with the helmet and with the hair, I guess. Yes. So I have the bodysuit. I um, have painted the reds to pop a little more. I have the outfit done, but I'm still making the helmet, and I think because they're having a spooky empire this year in Orlando in December, it's like a very small one that they're having, like a little pop-up event, and I'm going to make the helmet. It's like wear the mask under it, and be completely protected <laughs> yeah, yeah, that way yep i think that would be a very safe way to go to the con because then i'm covered head to toe not just with the mask but also with i'm going to have something you know over my eyes as well so i'll be pretty well insulated for sure but just don't get overheated yeah well it is south florida so who, well i guess it's central florida but still they oh. usually have pretty good ac at the cons though thank goodness for that yes i know <laughs> and it's not foam so you know there's that 
going for me too. Yes, absolutely. When you get ones that are just, it's more of a bodysuit type, then that's not going to be as much of, if you want to call it a problem or a concern. Or oppressive. (laughs) That would be the word I would use. (laughs) Very good. Yes, that's true. Like you said earlier about the new postings that you did of uh, one being the uh, canary, black canary. So that's that's on the horizon. And then also, I think I saw the posting and then also a side by side of the cat suit. Is that a different version or newer version for her? Uh, that actually was a Morticia drawing that somebody had done. And when I put on the cat suit, because it cut, the zipper came down so low, I was like, oh, I wonder. And I'm like, so I'm like, I'm going to do my hair like that and do my makeup and see if I can kind of replicate this pose. I think I can do a better job, though. I think I can make it more accurate. Well, if you don't take offense to the way I'm going to describe the cat suit in one word that I'll use twice, and that is hubba hubba, <laughs> I think you got this. <laughs> well, thank you. It's just with any other cosplayer, too. You know who you are, what you think you're capable of, and you go out there and you do it, and, you know, you get the reaction from it. Well, somebody once told me I'm very smart with my cosplays because I tend to, I mean, and luckily, a lot of the heroes and villains tend to be very tall. One of the other things I wanted to do this year was actually a female version of Hades. Wow, okay. From Hercules. Yeah, there's this really cool artist rendition of it, and I wanted to do that. You know, Hayes, again, is tall and thin. I also wanted to do a female version of Jafar. So because all my characters tend to already be tall and thin, or tall and buxom, (laughs) (laughs) uh, or athletic, because I do have broad shoulders, that, I mean, it tends to lend itself well to a lot of the characters. Like, I would never choose the Harlequin or something that's, that's tiny because it's just not really in my wheelhouse. So I tend to pick characters that I can associate more with, or if they're the villain side of it, it's because I like the villain. I love Jafar's greediness. I think he was a great villain. Sure. Yeah, like I don't think I do regular Captain Marvel. I mean, the only one that I've been working on has been the dark one. And that one came out just this past year. Yeah, exactly. If you're following that comic, then yes, you're going to know that character coming out. You're going to be out there, hopefully in December, with that show, and they'll know who that is. Otherwise, if people will... Well, ask it, who are you? You know, And then you can educate them. Yes. I was 2B at one con, and nobody recognized me because it was the first time I did something outside of Wonder Woman. And actually, the first time that I dressed up as Poison Ivy, people didn't recognize me because I actually did a costume change mid-con. And when I came back out, because everybody, like I said, again, was so used to seeing me as Wonder Woman. And when I threw on a wig and didn't have like my natural hair down, <laughs> they were like, Oh, they all did a double take. It was really funny. <laughs> but they reckon, well, at least after a while, because I would totally have been lost and not got, not known what happened. Where'd she go? No, there were several people that it really, it took them like a good minute before they realized it was me. So again, you got out of Wonder Woman and into... Poison Ivy. Okay, and they didn't? You're saying really recognize, well, they knew Poison Ivy. They didn't realize you had changed into it? They didn't realize that it was still me. Like, they didn't <laughs> recognize me as the character. Okay. They knew it was Poison Ivy. They didn't know it was me. <laughs> there we go. And they're a bit Which is more... weird because it's not like I changed my face or my makeup. I just, you know, changed the hair and the outfit. Well, for somebody who's simple like me, that's all it would take. <laughs> I understand. I barely notice when people get their hair cut. So. <laughs> yeah. And going back to when you said traditional, I guess, or original Scarlet Witch, you're talking about with what, the headpiece? The headpiece and kind of like the bunny suit and with the high boots and the, the red and then the pink the leggings and the gloves, yeah, that one. Right, okay, yeah. When I mean headpiece, I guess that's really around the whole the whole head, literally face. There's something to be said for that one that uh, seems to be popping up here and there. Well, I mean, a lot of people have chosen to go kind of the movie route, from mm-hmm. what I've seen, with Scarlet Witch. Like a red leather coat kind of thing. Yes. 
If it works, they understand. But going back old school and paying homage to the original, that is really cool to do. Anything else that uh, is coming up that you want to look into putting together? I think we covered a lot. I have a lot done that I need to take pictures of, and I have a lot left still to finish. Oh, Power Girl is also on my to-do. I had actually created the cosplay, and I just really wasn't... I cut out the circle or the boob window, as some people might say. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the rest of it was done. I mean, it was great. It looked great. And then I cut the window out, and I was like, I don't like the way it looks now. So I just threw it away, and I'm waiting for... I'm actually in the process of waiting for some new fabric right now for that. I was thinking also, too, you were thinking, you know, saying about strong characters, tall, and then I had green come into my mind again. I said, oh, what about Guardians? How about Gamora? Yeah, I don't see me doing Gamora. There's a couple other characters. Giganta is one that I'm considering. There's also... I was going to say, I thought of the wrestling-type character, Thundra. Yeah, I I kind of wouldn't mind doing Chitara from Thundercats. Oh! (laughs) Yeah, okay. Well, there's no shortage of ideas, I think, here with you, Steph. And on the Facebook, or rather the Instagram, it's Amazon Cosplayer, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, all together, one word, no spaces, no dots, no underscore, no nothing. It suits you, it is you, it is Steph or Stephanie May, for anybody that's going to Basically, check. everything is Amazon Cosplayer. <laughs> and again, that's where we're going to find you, on Instagram, more than any place else? Yes, for sure. I don't really get on... The only stuff on Facebook is generally shared from my Instagram. And while I have a Stephanie May account and I do have an Amazon Cosplayer page, like I said, I'm not really on there. I do have a Kofi set up as well under Amazon Cosplayer. I have a website, but I haven't done anything with it, but that would be AmazonCosplayer.com. My email is AmazonCosplayer at Gmail. It's literally just Amazon Cosplayer all the way across. Congratulations on what you've gotten accomplished so far, Steph, and we look forward to seeing more things from you in the future. And again, thank you. You're welcome. Dynamite Comics, Red Sonia, 21 is the issue number, in stores November 4th. Look for it, and you can say, hey, we heard her on that cosplay connection that guy did. Yeah, we appreciate it, and you stay well. Stephanie, thank thank you. Thank you so much.